0: So, so, so I want you to understand how it is right now. I know to many people it means nothing, but I want you to think about it because the grace of God is upon your life and the mercy of God has come upon you and the blood of Jesus has sanctified you. Don't take it for granted that now you can pray and God can answer your prayer. God wanted to speak to you directly. God wants to have a relationship with you directly. What kind of a child are you? What kind of a son and a daughter are you? Are you, are you perfect before God? Are you, are, you, are you the right person before God? Can you stand before God and pray and let God hear your prayer? Because in the, in the past, the, 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 the sins and the, and the deeds of the people, the iniquities made God hide his face. You can imagine when God is hiding his face. You can imagine when you want to speak to your parent and your parent closes the door on your face. It's so painful when somebody you love does not want to talk to you. My wife was fighting with me just the other day. We, we were going back home after church prayer on Wednesday, and my mind was wind up in many things. And and when we were to home, she said, no, 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 this is not right. You cannot keep quiet all the way until we need to get home, and you haven't said anything to me. And I and was saying, yeah, I know my mind is winding. She said, no, 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 your mind cannot wind when I'm here. And and, and I could understand it, because it's so painful when, when somebody that you love does not speak or say anything, because that's what women do when, when you've done wrong, Mr. Jiri, they keep quiet. And, and you, can, you know how it is when, when it is, Mr. Swart, that when your wife is not talking, and you're like, okay, that's the hardest punishment you can ever get. So, so when, when, when God keeps quiet, it's, it's painful. When, when God keeps quiet, it's painful. When God is not answering your prayers, it's painful. Because he's not hearing what you're saying. So what kind of a person are you? Where do you stand when God is not answering your prayers? What kind of zone are you in? But this is what God said through Jeremiah. Because he could see what was happening. And he prophesied through Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah 31, verse 31. We'll do 31, 32, 33 and 34. So he said in verse 31 the time is coming declares the Lord when I'll make a new covenant and with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah it will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant though I was A husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord. For I forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. The covenant is coming where I will cleanse them and and sanctify them and justify them. And I will see their sins no more. The covenant is coming where I will write my my laws in their hearts. And and they will know me. They, They will love me. They will have that contact back again and we shall be good with one another in, and we shall be together and we shall be one thing again. And there'll be no separation between us because I'm going to make a new covenant, not the old one, because the old one was easy to break. So the old covenant, you had to, you had to manage to do the law, which was impossible. The, the law of Moses, uh, love your neighbor and you know, blah, blah, blah. All those 10 commandments and many more commandments that were added to that. And people kept breaking them. Because you are just human and and you're just going to do something wrong all the time. You're just going to sin without realizing that you're sinning. You're just going to gossip, which is sin. You're just going to hate, which is sin. You're just going to do so many things that are sinful before the Lord without knowing them. But God says that I'm, I'm going to bring a new covenant that's going to change all that. Because I don't want anything that's going to hinder me from hearing your prayer. I don't want anything that's going to hinder me from doing what I want to do in your life. I don't want anything that's going to put me and you in separation. I don't want anything that's going to give the power to Satan, to give Satan the power to be between you and me. Nothing is going to be between you and me. You and me will have that intimacy that I'm looking for. And I'm doing this with a new covenant. So. That word covenant is the Hebrew word breath. It means a confeder- confederacy, confederation, confederacy. So it, 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 it means a union of people or group formed for an illicit purpose. To, to, to form a group or, or become one for an illicit purpose. So God is choosing you and me in this new season to become one for an illicit purpose—a purpose that is under the law. That's why He says you're going to know know His heart, know know His law in in your heart. It's it's a purpose now. He He wants you to know Him in in a, in a component that is full of 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 lawfulness. Hello, you. you you, you, you have to walk with God lawfully. You, you must fight not to do wrong and fight more to do right. And walk with your God in this new covenant because that's what God is looking for. So we're going to be a people that, that try to be as lawful as possible. So this church is going to be strong because the members of our church, in your relationships, you shall be lawful. Husband and wives shall be lawful. So we we can't come to church and raise our hands when Pastor Portia and Pastor Teo were not talking all the way from home because they fought last night and then they give us a face on Sunday. God is not there. God is looking for them to be lawful so that when they pray, our prayers are heard. And when they pray, we are blessed because our pastors prayed in a blessed way, in a thankful manner, in a right purpose. So, so husbands and wives will not hold grudges when they come to church. They will come. You, you will sort it out before you come here and then become perfect because when we pray, things must happen. Sons and daughters will respect their mothers and give them honor and and, and, not, be, and not be stubborn. So uh, I see now the now generation. They answer you back. They, they 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 tell you what things you say that you couldn't say when we we're growing up, because they'll slap you big time and and you'll they'll put you back in your place. I, I remember we're laughing when my brothers were here and we're talking how how you know how when you need attention from your parents. And and I was one person that would had actions, so so when 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 I don't get the attention I need, I would cry, and then I I'll go outside and sit in the soil and and you know lift the soil up and and do actions on the soil, and my mother used to come and say, "Die if you wanna die," <laughs> and I'll cry more, and she'd say, "Break if you wanna break." And, and and now now if, if you tell somebody's child here at church and say don't do that, the mother comes and says, Whoa whoa wow wow who are you talking about my child? Hey you." and they're angry. And and the village cannot raise a child anymore. Everything is changing, but I'm saying to you, we're going to be a church that is rightful before God. We're going to do the right things, say the right things to one another and be there for one another because we're entering into the new covenant. We're entering into the new covenant. So we're going to be good. I can't wait for us to be a good church. I can't wait for us to be a church that's got power. Because when all those things are happening, power comes. And and, and things begin to happen powerfully so. You know, everybody's crying about, Pastor, things are not happening right in my house. It begins with you in the covenant. What kind of a person are you? Do you understand the covenant that God has brought for you? See, so, 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 so. Um, we pray all the time and, and remember I remember whether it was Zohana and, and, and she was inviting people to come to, to Bible school and everybody was talking about, about money eh? and, and she said don't worry about the money just, just join and, and you'll see what God will do as you join and, and, and I have a testimony here with, with my pastor she said I'm doing fourth year and, and she had no money and we ignored her we not gonna we not gonna we not gonna sit here and listen to you after what mom's said. She said come in faith. So stop telling us you don't have money. You've come in faith, leave it there. And guess what? Her fees are paid for the whole year. By faith. So, so, we're in a covenant where God hears your prayers. Somebody's going to hear me this morning. Because God has changed things. You are closer to God now. And if you're far, it's your problem. Because the door has been opened. Now, this is what Jesus said in Matthew 26 26. Jesus was introducing the new covenant. And in Matthew 26, verse 26, this is what he said. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. He broke the bread and said, take and eat, this is my body. There's a significance in the body in the new covenant. Then he introduced the covenant again, and in verse twenty-seven, then he said, then he took the cup, and 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 gave them and offered them and said, drink from it, all of you. Verse twenty-eight. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out to many for the give for forgiveness of sin. So so so. He was was introducing this new covenant. It wasn't there. And he began with his disciples. And he was telling them, this is the covenant that's going to fall to everybody. So I'm breaking it for you now. And you're going to do this in remembrance of me. So this is my body. And this is my blood. So the new covenant is about my body. And the new covenant is about my blood. Because I'm going to be sacrificed to open doors that have never been opened before. So the key thing provided in the new covenants are the body of Christ and the blood of, of the lamb. So the blood that was shed was important. The body that was buried was important. So I, I, I wouldn't go too complicated about this. I know if I called fundis up here who have done studies on this, they will tell you things that are too deep to understand. So I didn't want to go that way. I wanted to keep it simple. So, so we're back to basics. So I just do it basically. So we understand where we're going. Because now we're going to start about, did he die on a Friday? Did he die on a... And, and then they calculate this and stuff. and, and no Let, Let's just be basic and, and move on and, and keep it there. Because we just want to, want to understand the basics. So the blood was shed and the body was buried. Now for the remission of sin. That word remission is the Greek word aphesis. It means deliverance. It means liberty. For, 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 for deliverance from sin, for, from deliverance and liberty from sin, to be freed from sin, to, to, to be delivered from sin. Now, now, sin involves a lot of things, but deliverance will come. Sometimes when you sin, you put yourself at the mercy of witches and wizards. Sometimes when you sin, you put yourself at the mess of ancestors and all the things that, that doors open so that those things happen. But the blood delivers you. You can never go too deep into anything that the blood cannot take you out of. It was meant to have that power because God does not want to lose you. He can reach out and find you at the depth of your depths. That's why Jesus said in the in, 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 in in story, or, or uh, 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 what do you call them? Um, pro, what do you call them? Parable, yes. That's what he said in the parable. The, the, the lost son, he found them eating with pigs. And he still dressed him up and brought him back into the kingdom. You cannot go far. Too far for God to reach to you. God will find you wherever you are. God, as long as you're willing, the covenant gives you the ability to come out. The the blood gives you the power to come out. The blood is always going to be calling you. Calling you wherever you are. The blood is always going to be calling you and seeking for you. Now, Paul said this about the body. Let's go to Romans 7, verse 4. Romans 7, verse 4. So, my brothers, you also died to the Lord through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, or or marry this new covenant, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. So so you also died in the law through the body of Christ. So so when the body of Christ died, it was separating you from the law. You died from the law. So the law of Moses is not something that affects you anymore. Because God knew that you're always going to be a failure when it comes to commandments. You cannot keep them. And he said, I'm going to to kill that and, and, and bury it and resurrect something new for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna resurrect a body that was blameless. Because it has got to go down and fight for you. Take the keys and come up and say, I have conquered it for you. Now you are free from all your iniquities. I know you are still going to sin, but you are justified, sanctified, purified. Just as if you have done nothing. But I don't want you to remain there. Grace is sufficient. So even in your weakest point, grace is always going to call you. Even in your weakest fist, the blood is always going to pour you. The, The thing is, are you going to stand up and change? Or are you going to remain the same? Because now I've made a covenant, a new one. And you're going to come into it or you stay out of it. So are you coming in or are you staying out? Because the covenant is being made for you. So are you coming in and if if church was full of people who are in the covenant and and understanding the covenant will be a joyous church. If, If church could understand just that church will be so powerful. Because all we want is to change the world for God because we need to be a gift and fruitful for God. We we need the, the other vision reads this way. So this this is the, this this is the point. The law no longer holds you in its power. The law of Moses doesn't hold you in its power because you died to its power when you died with Christ on the cross. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. And as a result, you can produce good fruit. That is good deeds for God. You can produce good fruit and good deeds for God. You can produce. Now is your season to produce good fruit. I'm telling you, and I'm always praying, and I know God is going to answer our prayer. You are going to produce good fruits in this season. You're going to see fruitfulness in your lives that you've never seen because there are people who do not give up on you when you are giving up. Some people are still standing in the gap for you and praying because they know if all of us gave up, then something is wrong. There should be people who stand and surround the wall and pray. That's why during prayer on Wednesday, when I look and all of you are not there, I look at the people that are there and I say, these are the people that are standing in the wall. And we're going to pray, even if there's two of us, even if there's four of us, we're going to call the name of the Father for everybody because there's got to be somebody who stands. If we all die, then she will be a dead church. But, but, but when you're praying and calling God, when you're Calling God. You're going to call him. My pastor's friends and stuff. They've been phoning my wife and and telling her that she she must tell me to sit down and, and, and heal. And, and she must continue uh, doing all the services with, with you guys and everybody. And, and, I, and I'm game with that. I'm happy because you're doing it for three months. And I could sit in my hospital bed and listen to amazing messages. And that should go on. But how she it go on when people don't want to pray. So, so you just want to come and stand on the pulpit on Sunday with that prayer. Where is the power where we know that we're standing and praying together and we know that whoever stands here is going to be prayerful and make things happen and not just talk words because I want to speak things that happen. I want to pray things that happen. I want to see breakthrough around people's lives. When people invite us and say, come and see our new house, I celebrate. When people invite us and say, I got a new job, I celebrate. When people say, I bought a new car, I celebrate. Those things are the power of prayer and we're going to keep on praying and declaring until all things are fine. And I told my wife, I said, tell them to hold on because me and you, we're going to pray. We're going to pray even in our crutches. Because the devil wants everybody to sit down and have an excuse. I can have an excuse and tell you I'm not feeling well. But we've got to pray. I've got to pray for myself too. Because if I don't pray, things will go worse. The enemy will rise up even worse. So prayer is so important. So when we stand and pray, things happen because we've got to come to a point where we know that we're reasoned with Christ. So the other purpose of the covenant is found in 2 Corinthians 5:19. fact, let, let's go to Romans 8:11 first before we go to Corinthians. Romans 8:11. Cuz this is also important to understand. Romans 8:11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This scripture is the one that rose me off from the deathbed in the hospital. If, if, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is in me, Right now, with COVID, if his spirit is with me, surely he's going to raise me up. The spirit of resurrection is in me. And I'm going to rise up from my sicknesses. I'm going to rise up from every power of witchcraft. I'm going to rise up from poverty. I'm going to rise up from many different things. I am God. I have got resurrection spirit in me. The same spirit that raised Christ is in you. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, rise up. Say it again, say, neighbor, rise up. Come on church, tell your neighbor, say, say neighbor, rise up. We have to be a resurrected church. Rise up. The power of resurrection in you. Rise up. Rise up and show resurrection power. Don't be defeated. Fight with your spirit man. Speak to your spirit man. Because your spirit man controls the body. He controls the mind. It controls everything. If you take the spirit man out, the body dies. So he's the healer in you. He's the power in you. He's the wisdom in you. He's the understanding in you. He's the knowledge in you. He, he he understands things. The spirit in Christ, it understood. Jesus spoke to the people even before He was He was buried. He said, I'm going to rise after three days. I know it because of the spirit inside of me. Don't cry. I'm going to rise up. This is a plan me and God have for you. This is the plan for the new covenant. The spirit in me is going to rise me up, and he rose. Because in you, and you're going to rise because you know. You're going to rise because you know you can rise. The thing that is holding you back can't defeat you. You're going to rise up and you're going to conquer it because there's resurrection power in you because of this season of the new covenant. So things are going to change. You can cry now but we know we'll be laughing later. See, things are going to change. I tell you, I still see Those those buckies, Pastor Posha, those 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 caddies, those caddies, those VW caddies carrying cakes, I still see them. Angelic creations? Yes, I still see them. I don't know whether Asanda and them will be driving some of them, but but they'll be there, they'll be packed and they'll be delivering the cakes and there'll be more people baking because you are getting older. And it must be passed on, it must, you must understand that this is my company, this is my vision. I'm going to impart it on people to go on. That's why I cry at church when I know and I know I'm getting old. And I look at the pastors who are sitting back. Because there's going to be a time where I want to come to church and just sit down and watch the new generation take over and fly. But but everybody is watching Pastor Zwill and Pastor Susan. And when we break, that means the church will break too. What about you? Are you rising? What is it that you're doing to make things change? We're speaking to Pastor Sarah after, after, after prayer one day. And she said, Pastor, I, I don't know if I'm in the right ministry when you, when you do youth things. And I said, I know you're in the wrong ministry. You know how it is. Because me and Mr. Jalen, and Pastor we just said, and thought, okay, let's put Pastor Sarah there. Okay, let's put we, we're trying to do church because we, we, we have limited resources but, but we, we're putting people in the wrong places but, but I've seen who you are because when when, when somebody is, is sick, you are there. When somebody has a need, you are there. When somebody needs to be taken, you are there. Your, your spirit is, so, so raise up people like you around you and form a ministry of hospitality and make it run. What you want to rise up in in church? Who do you think you are? What can you make happen? Because everything you are is needed in church. Everything you are. Even if it's putting people together to go and play soccer. Put them together and go and play soccer. Because you are uniting people for a good cause. And put Christ in it. So, So the other day... Uh, Mr. Mr. Jella bought a bike. I don't know if most of you have seen it. Uh, during the first days of buying it, it was always on the on the screen because <laughs> we, we had to know he he bought this bike, and and he promoted himself. He doesn't play with us anymore. He plays with the pastors at CFC because they all have Haley Davises. So that's where he goes because we're too small now. Because do we have a Haley Davis? But. So, but, but, but the other weekend, he came with five yeah. bikers and invited them to church. And that's a ministry. Yeah. So what is it that is in you that makes church grow up? Things you love. Because this is the reason, the other reason why God had this, this new component. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19. 2 Corinthians 5.19 That God was so that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them and he was excuse me, committed to us committed, committed to, to us the message of reconciliation reconciliation so, so the purpose of the new covenant is reconciliation to reconcile. To reconcile. When, 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 when that guy is uh, standing that, that that you showed the door and, and, and you say there's no more. But someway, somehow there's a turn around and he comes back and you reconcile. That means, not that it's happening, I'm just putting an example. That means everything that was a problem is taken out. And you reconcile. You reconcile again. You, you, you do things afresh again. You begin and you stand. You reconcile. So the purpose of the covenant is to reconcile you back to God. God wants to hold your hand. God wants you to make sure that he, he, we've spoken and, and we've forgiven each other. It's a new slate. We're moving in. We're reconciled. So right now where you stand, because of the new covenant, you're reconciled with God. Everything is in a new slate. You might keep doing the wrong things, but God has moved ahead of you and is waiting for reconciliation. He's always saying, there's nothing that's going to separate you from my love. I've reconciled with you. I've made up my mind that there's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God. I'm going to love you until death do us part. And there's no death that's going to separate us because even death can't separate us. Because I'm going to be so reconciled with you until we live in the eternal life. Me and you are going to be still together. So it was the power of reconciliation that is happening in this time. The covenant is about recon- being reconciled back to God. And now we have greater ability than the people in the Old Testament. So this is what it is. Let's look at Hebrews 10, 10, and 20, and 21, and 22. Hebrews 10, 10, 19. Sorry. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, see. So the blood of Jesus has given you what confidence to enter the holy place, which you could not enter before. But now you've been given the right to enter the holy place without you dying, even with your sinfulness. Because before they could not do it, they would die because of their sin. But you, the the reconciliation with God and the new covenant says, come as you are and come confidently. Therefore, brothers, we, we, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So, so through the blood of Jesus, we can now enter. Because when we enter, God does not see you anymore. He sees the blood that justifies you. He sees the blood that purifies you. He sees the blood that sanctifies you. That's what he sees the blood of his son on you. And he says, you've got the right to speak to me. Speak as sinful as you are. Speak to me out here. So, 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 let's go to verse 20. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is His holy body, there comes the body again. So the body made sure that the, you you now can enter. Remember when Jesus died, the, the veil at the temple was split apart. So now you can enter. So the body became the curtain that opened the way for us. So, so now you can enter. Peacefully so. And know that you can enter into the hall of holies through the blood of Jesus, through the body of Christ. Verse 21. And since we have a great priest over the house of God. Now, where is the great priest in the house of God? Not, not in your garage. Not, not in your car. The, the priest is representing the house of God. So now, if we're the high priest in the house of God, let's go to 22. Let us draw nearer to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. We, we must come before God in church with sure assurance of faith. We must come as, as a, a powerhouse of faith. We we must come as a powerhouse of faith, a church full of faith people. When they say, my Father, my God, surely something turns around. I miss those days when we used to pray all night prayer. I miss those days when we would cry and call. And even as we pray, I would see smoke. Because the anointing will rise so much and things will begin to happen for us. And why are we stagnant? Because we come to a place where we are idle. We've come to a place where we're comfortable. we come to a place where we have excuses. COVID this, COVID that, this and this and stuff and things and whatever. And, and I know there are things, but we should pray. We should pray and fix at the same time. Faith to that works is dead. So, so people say, uh, the lights, pastor, there's the light. The lights. Some of you in your house, there's no even light. But when you say church, you say, ah, the lights, the, the lights. Understand security, understand, but he did not give us the spirit of fear. Amen. You know, the, the people who make things look like the enemy is attacking us. And, and, and sometimes you got a Judas in your midst. Sometimes you got people wearing sheep skin in your midst and they look like sheep but there's something else underneath and and they're making confusion in the church and people begin to see it from an outside space to see, you know, the enemy is attacking us. No, pray and see, pray and see how God will show you and open your eyes so you can see stuff and you can pray and make things happen and change situations. See, sometimes when we pray and keep quiet, it looks like we don't know. No, sometimes we pray and we pray because we want to pray to God to, to speak to people. Yeah. Speak to people's hearts and, and change people's hearts. So, 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 For God so loved the world, not the church. That he gave his son for the world because he saw how the world was so confused. So there's going to be change. And if the church has got no power, changes won't come. If the church is weak, changes won't come. So, so people who are new in our church are coming for prayer. And every time we finish prayer, they say, Pastor, do, do our pastors pray? And I say, yes, they do. But some, you don't know, right now, they're praying in their homes. Because I've got to give that person Confidence. Because in their physical eye, they're looking and seeing their own picture. Like, okay, why is just Pastor one and Pastor two and pastors? Where, where are the other leaders? And we should be praying as leaders. And I know, I know their commitments. I know the things that happen. But, but it can't be for the whole month. There's going to be a time when we can pray together. There's going to be a time when we should concede and understand that we have a war here. We have a vision here. And we have to make it work because it's our vision. So the other day when we came out, I was standing outside and one white person stay, stopped. I don't know where they stayed, where they were taking a walk. And, and he said, hey you guys, Are doing something, but it looks like you're fighting a war, hey? And I say, why? So he says, you put a new wall and things collapse. Mm. And I've seen you from scratch from the time of the tent. Mm. But I've seen progress, but it seems like you're fighting a war, hey? Mm. And I say, okay, what are people seeing? Who are we? Mm. Are we a church with power? Are they seeing a people with a force? Or are they seeing a mediocre church? <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I was so angry the other day when we came again on a Saturday and I found a Zionic church worshiping at the back somewhere. Me and Comfort. And Comfort called me and and I came in and I found they put a big fire in the camping. And I asked them when I came, I said, Are you serious? What makes you think we are nobodies that you can do this? What do you see that makes you undermine us this much? Who are we? So therefore, brother, since we have a confidence in entering the most high place of the blood of Jesus by a new living way, verse 20, by a new living way, a new, not a dead way, a new living way. The, the way we do it now has got power. The way we pray now has got power. A new living way open for us through the riketan, and that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw nearer to God with sincere hearts and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse it as from guilt, conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. So so we, we come knowing that God is sanctifying us and justifying us. We can't come to church carrying consciences or letting guilt speak to you. When you pray with guilt on your life, the prayer is null and void. Because you need to pray with faith. Faith is no guilt. Faith knows that God is going to answer my prayer as I am. And I come to you God as I am, but I know you're going to answer your prayer. Paul says his, his kindness and his goodness makes us repent. If God can do it to you when you're not worth it, then he's telling you something. That you can't be worth it if you want to. Because I can see before you that you're worth it. I'm going to give it to you even when it's not worth it for you at the point where you are. But, but I want you to change because when you change, there's more up front. Because I'm showing you I can Do all things for you. So Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. To to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. I just wanted to take that part because I wanted you to see that the blood of Jesus speaks... The blood of Jesus is speaking stuff to you. Abel's blood was telling that the brother of his committing sin and burying him under the ground. and, And he spoke before the Lord that the man who's before you is a murderer. But the blood of Jesus speaks better than the way that the blood of Abel spoke. The blood of Jesus is speaking on your behalf. The blood of Jesus is speaking healing. The blood of Jesus is speaking breakthrough. The blood of Jesus is speaking power. The blood of Jesus is speaking glory. The blood of Jesus is speaking unity. The blood of Jesus is speaking victory. The blood of Jesus is speaking on your behalf all the time in this new covenant. The blood never keeps quiet. He's speaking because he sanctified you, justified you, and purified you. He's speaking. So when those people kill the, the goats and the chickens and they try and speak over your life, guess what? They find the blood of Jesus speaking. And he's speaking greater things than chickens and cows can speak than anything can do. The blood of Jesus is covering you. It is always speaking on your behalf. It is always speaking for you. So you must walk with your bold head and your head high because you know something great is speaking on your behalf. Something great is covering you. There's a voice speaking on your behalf. The voice of the blood of Jesus. Romans 8 verse 1 and 2. So, therefore, there is no, now no condemnation on those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So, the law of the spirit of life must set you free. I've come to give you life in abundance. The, the spirit of life in you must rise up and life must begin in your life. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Get a life. Mm. Get a life. Because God wants to give you a life. Get a life. Stop looking at other people's lives. Get a life. God wants to give you a life. You have a life. The the, the life of death and things that are pulling things away from you. Things you don't have. Things you can't receive. That thing is dead. God says, I'm going to give you a life. Because there's a new spirit up poured on you, a spirit of life and I'm pouring it in this condition. There's no condemnation on you. I have no time to stand up and condemn you but I have a time to stand up and give you a life. Amen. But we stand condemning each other all the time. Ah, me pastor, I can't work with people like that. I can imagine Jesus coming and saying, nah, I can't work with pastors can't work with people like that. you go to work with people that are impossible to work with. Why? Because you got the spirit of life. Oh, Jesus. Your life must change other lives if they need to be changed. Those people are there so that maybe there's stagnancy. Yeah. So if you can't work with them, we will remain stagnant forever. But if there's life in you, you'll change them. How many times have leaders want to give up? Many of you, I won't mention names, have come to me and said, Pastor, hi, no. And I say, never, never, never. Life. Have a life. Let's have life in church. God called you to do life. Let's do life. See, never give up. Okay, I said I've never mentioned names. But let me give you a small example. So, so, Mom's one. Sorry. Sorry to pick on you, my pastor. She came and said, Pastor, I know Bible school. I know. I, I, I know, I'm, I'm giving up. But guess what? This year, when she struggled more and spoke to you and you did not listen to her. God made sure she won't give up. God made sure he will show her who he is. And the class is full of pastors from other churches. Her Bible school is full of pastors from other churches. Guess what? She, She was complaining last time. Because most students in our class, in our church, could not pay fees. They will struggle with fees. Guess what? The pastors are paying. She has no headache about chasing fees. You just see... I've never seen the, the, the Bible school church account so healthy than it is in this term. And you wanted to give up? So, so I'll, I'll say no. Because I know we've got life in us. We've got to stand and fight. Because the devil is here to try and sit us down. And we must refuse. So, I'm using examples of people I know who won't be angry with me. So, don't <laughs> worry. Amen, now, I want us to end with this in John 19 30, before a song starts playing. <laughs> John 19, verse 30. When Jesus died at the end on the cross, when he had received the drink, that, that vinegar thing. Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There's the song. So, so, finished. Now, if you people didn't know, every time you hear the song, you must know that we've gone over time. So, that's the key to... to finished is the word, Greek, telio. Meaning, discharge a debt. Execute. Accomplish. Make an end. Expire. It is finished. The new covenant has done its part. It is finished. There is nothing that can hold you anymore. It is finished. It is done. The new covenant has made you back. Brought you back to Christ. The new covenant has put you back in the right place. The the new covenant has made you righteous. It is finished. You have no excuse anymore. Everything has expired. Everything has been executed. Everything has been discharged. Everything has been made to end. It is finished so this season has put us in a place where we know that god is telling us hey guys no excuses anymore everything has been done for you it is finished just stand up and use the power inside of you so let's give god the glory let's exalt him and thank him that it is finished it is done in the name of Jesus we can no longer be failures we can no longer have excuses the, the 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 covenant has given us the power it is done in the name of Jesus I pray blessings over your life I pray resurrection over things that are dead in your life I pray resurrection over your spirits and your minds I pray a new mindset I pray things that will show you the glory of God in this season because all has been done for you in this day on on years ago Jesus made it happen and when he was there, he gave up his spirit. It was not taken from him. He knew he had to do it because it is finished. It is done. Everything that is holding you back is broken. Every power of witchcraft is broken. Every sickness is broken. Every door that is closed is opening. It is finished. It has been done for you. So you need to have faith and believe it is finished in the name of Jesus. God give you the glory. Amen. I don't know if there's anyone of you who has not made the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Even some of you that are watching us online. If you're there this morning and you need God to give you a life and you need change in your life, wherever you are, just raise up your hands because we want to pray with you. God is looking for you and God is searching for you. And your heart is speaking to you right now god needs you in his kingdom and you can feel it in your spirit so wherever you are just raise up your hand and we'll pray with you so for those of you that are in the media they're raising up your hands wherever you are in the sitting room in your prayer place we want to pray with you let's say this together say father we declare the power of the blood of jesus over those people that need you right now we say the blood of Jesus sanctifies you, justifies you, purifies you right now. So we, we welcome you into the kingdom of God. We embrace you and we pray that let the living power of God sit on you and bring you closer to God. Find the church and read the Bible and, and find somebody who can speak and explain things to you. So you can understand what it is to give your life to the Lord. Because God loves you. And he shall put power in your life because everything that has been holding you back is finished. God bless you all.